Welcome to the Mama Retreat, a relatable motherhood podcast where we show you how to have more power, love, and a sound mind as a mother. I'm your host, Brittany Miller. And I'm your host, Caitlin Clough. We're best friends in the thick of motherhood together. We hope you enjoy your retreat from motherhood today. Welcome to the Mama Retreat podcast. Today we have a lifelong friend, <laughs> a really good friend named Marietta. Um, I say friend, but um, she's an online presence whom Katie got to know back in the day when her oldest was a small child, yes, a baby. So um, it's been about five years that we've been associated with Marietta and she has some incredible knowledge and experience when it comes to sleeping and children sleeping and sleep yes. training and navigating that whole new aspect of motherhood when you start to have kids. Yeah. So basically, my oldest is my first baby. You don't know what you're doing. You just assume kids, they know how to suck on a pacifier and they know how to sleep. No, they don't. They know <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and neither do you. <laughs> so I was in this horrible cycle of I was the only one who was able to put her to bed I had to rock her and I had to lay her just right in the crib like hold her to my chest and then like carefully peel my body away from her body and then tiptoe out of the room and if it didn't go just right she would wake up and I'd have to start all over and I was losing my mind and Bonnie you need to go out Martha go out Speaking of my first, <laughs> here she comes. I know we're just recording. So Speaking we'll of done. my baby who won't go to bed. <laughs> In a minute, okay. You need to go out. Go on. Sorry, sissy. Oh, that face. I know, yeah. Anyways, literally that child right there. <laughs> Clearly not completely sleep trained. No, I'm just kidding. But anyways, yeah, I would have to start this cycle all the way over, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I started looking on Facebook, and I found Little Dreamers. So, Marietta, welcome. That's me, Little Dreamers. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Not even close, yes. And that was, I mean, I think Instagram for me, I mean, I don't know. I, I started on Instagram and Facebook, but I definitely leaned more towards Facebook at the beginning of my uh, little dreamers starting out or whatever. And now it feels like Instagram is shot out and that's where I do everything. Actually, I yeah. do nothing. <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> if you found me on Facebook, then I know you're like a- I'm an OG. True <laughs> follower or whatever. <laughs> But um, I guess our first question to ask you is, how did you get into sleep training and what led you to this, to this path? Yeah, that's a great question, a great story. I, so I have four. Um, my oldest was 22 months when my twins were born. So for a minute, I had three under two. Oh my goodness. Sounds like a lot because it was a lot. And when my first was a naturally good sleeper, so some kids do know how to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, he was just a naturally good sleeper. And of course, I had read one book. And so I took all the credit for him sleeping well. Yeah. Um, and so when people would give me sleep advice for my twins, I was like, don't worry, I've got this. <laughs> and little did I know that I had, I had nothing like they were a different story. First of all, there's two of them. So you know, you just survive through the 
through those first few months. And then you, you know, I just kept waiting. Like at some point this has to turn around, right? Like doing everything the same, this should be turning around. And it not only did never turn around, it also got worse at the same time. And I was kind of like you were like just scrambling for like some sort of advice. Like I had read the book. I was doing what the book said. Why was this not working? And um, I, I even tried, cried out. Right. Yeah. Ever that people say, well, yeah. just cry, let them cry, let them cry. And I was like, I'm, I'll do anything. Like I will let them cry because I was probably getting four hours of staggered sleep. Oh. So maybe two hour stretches most likely not that long night after night after night after night. Right. And so it starts to wear on you mentally. Like you cannot sustain that. <clears throat> so I was desperate. I tried anything. I tried, tried out. It didn't work. I was like, Oh my word, my children are the only children in the world. <laughs> sleep with the true, like cried out. Like that's what everyone says. If that doesn't work, what's going to work. And I was about ready to give up. <laughs> yeah. And I, I told my husband, I was like, okay, we'll take a break from this cry it out. That's not working. And I'm just going to do some more research. I'm going to figure out what I can figure out and we'll try one more time. And so I did. I don't even know where I found like the information that I found. I just was digging and digging and digging. And the part that was most frustrating for me is I would have been more than happy to buy a a guide that would have laid it out for me. But Mm -hmm. it was either like read a 500 page book Mm -hmm. or spend hundreds of dollars on someone to help you one on one. And I didn't want to do either of those. I didn't have the mental capacity to read a book. And I wasn't, it sounds like I should have been ready to invest the money, but I am clearly a do-it-yourselfer. I felt like I could do it, right? So I thought, where's that middle ground? Where's that place? Anyways, I ended up writing my first like sleep plan for my twins. I sleep trained them. I did do cry it out with them, um, which not everyone has to do to sleep train, but I ended up doing cried out with them and it worked this time. And so I realized some mistakes that I made. And so I did that with my twins when they were like eight months old. And by the time they were 18 months old, I had launched Little Dreamers. And I I just was so obsessed with sleep, you guys. I I then I started reading on I started <laughs> yes. and it was like I would watch these Q and A's from other sleep consultants and I would answer the question before they did. Like I you know, self-taught, just, I did this in my free time. Like this was fun for me. So, um, when the idea to just launch my own business and just go for it landed, um, I just, I couldn't sleep. Like I was so excited and just felt called to do this. And so I just remember not being able to sleep and like getting things rolling. And I knew that I had to do like, you know, step one, step two, step three before I could, could launch little dreamers. But I was so excited about it. I like, I just wanted to get it out there. And I just wanted to help people and share. And I can honestly say that's the best part of my job is that when I work with a mom and I get to help them, like they're so grateful and it Mm -hmm. feels so good to know that I gave them something that is so necessary, right? It changes everything. So that was a big piece. And then my other piece was as soon as I could, I created my guides that anyone can go and purchase. They're affordable. They're short. So any sleep deprived mom can read them. And they are very like specific, like they lay it out for you. This is what you need to do. And that way you don't have to make those mistakes. Sleep training that I made, you can learn from my mistakes and do it one time instead of many times. (laughs) Yeah. 
I love that, though. You saw a need, and it is, like, a serious need. Like, you can die from, like, not (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) And in those middle-of-the-night feedings or early mornings, you do feel like you're going to die. So I love that you saw this need, and you filled it. And I I love how ironic it is that you couldn't sleep, that you're so excited. (laughs) What a 180, right? (laughs) sign that I was, like, yeah, that I was truly excited about it because I love my sleep. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I know. It's just like the lack of sleep is the ultimate form of mom torture, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's worse than anything else. It's worse than the sore boobs. So if you can't get enough sleep down that bad, like, well, it's just, you know, it's just like bad sleep, but it's night after night after night. Like, again, it's just not sustainable. Yeah. We have so many other things going on, little ones to take care of and a home to, to manage. Like it just... It's just not sustainable for sure. Yeah. No, I, I feel like, you know, there's been lots of times where I've been like, oh, I need help. I never pray more fervently <laughs> than I do in the middle of the night. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's like, Heavenly Father, please <laughs> just let this baby fall back asleep. It's, it's one I've of those I've bargained things. before. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll give you my, my next born child. <laughs> I will sacrifice. Asleep. Anything you need. I know. I know, seriously. I get it. Yeah, so it's, I mean, this is why we're inviting you on here because moms need to, A, know that they're not alone in their, like, desperate attempts to get some shut-eye, but also to know that there is some help and hope if you're struggling. Yes. Can you tell us, like, what are some common misconceptions about sleep training a child? Oh, yes, for sure. So, <laughs> so a, a lot of people believe sleep training and cry it out are the same thing. And they're not. You can do a cry it out approach. I call it a no check approach because I believe it's a less shaming way to describe what we're doing. Yes. It's, we're, we're not checking. It's a no check approach, but there's about a billion other things you could do, right? It's choo- It's just choosing your method for sleep training and that can involve you or cannot involve you. Um, so a, a lot of people have the conception that if you sleep train, you're doing cried out and that couldn't be further from the truth. There's so many options out there. Um, another one is that you're, if you sleep train, that means you can't feed your child anymore at night. Mm. So not true. You sleep training is about teaching your child to fall asleep at the beginning of the night. And then through the night, totally depends. Depends on how old the child is. Depends on what your goals are. Depends on how they're already sleeping. Depends on a million things, but there's no rule anywhere that says you absolutely cannot feed your child. If you sleep train them, you can feed your child. Um, but you're not, you're not like putting them to sleep at the boob and then putting the, or in a bottle and then putting them down asleep. Exactly. You're totally focusing on that beginning of the night, how they're falling asleep. And then through the night is very, it's just variable. Um, and they can, you can feed them at night and they can fall asleep, you know, nursing or at a bottle and that won't ruin your progress. Yeah. So yeah. the other misconception is that sleep training is harmful. It's truly not. <laughs> I could, I have a great blog post that goes into the research about it. And, um, and again, sleep training doesn't mean no, you know, cry it out. So you can sleep train and you can be right there with your child the whole time. You never have to leave their rooms. I could tell you story after story. In fact, I was eating dinner with um, a judge. I didn't even know he was a judge in my town. And 
I didn't know, I didn't know he was a judge and I didn't know he was over like the family court system. Like if you have family uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a baby sleep consultant. And the first question out of his mouth is, so what do you think about cry it out? Is it harmful? And I was like, oh my word. Cause I don't know where people fall. Like it yeah. can be a yeah. conversation. And I, and I always try to be respectful of people's values in their home. You know, you get to choose what happens in your home. And so I just said to him, like, I don't think it's for everyone, but I did it with my children. And I, I don't think that it's harmful to the child or to the parent child attachment or anything like that. Anyways, it was so funny because then he goes on to tell me this story about someone trying to tell him that it was abusive and he laughed them out of the courtroom. Cause he's like, no, that's not yeah. abusive. Like it's not. And I'm sure he sees just awful, awful, awful things come into to his courtroom yeah. and stuff. And I just, oh, good, you know, he's not here to, like, that. He just was like, absolutely, this is not, not harmful, you know, for your child. In fact, many could argue that it's, that it's very helpful. Um, and then the fourth one that I have is, I hear this a lot that from people who don't like sleep training, right, where they say, you're teaching your child that you won't respond to them. So even though they need you, they stop crying out for you. Yeah. And it's real deterrent for people who are like thinking about sleep training, but they don't want their child to feel alone or, you know, that you won't respond or you're going to be neglectful during the night. And I just have to laugh every time because you can ask any sleep trained parent (laughs) if your child still cries out at night. And guess what? They do a hundred percent still cry out when they need you. So zero percent chance that it's true that you're teaching them that you won't respond or you're just teaching them, you know, not to cry out when they need you. Trust me, they still are going to. Yeah. 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 I remember, um, when this first situation with my oldest, I had heard some things about this exact misconception about sleep training, how your baby's going to feel like you've abandoned them and they're going to have all these issues. And I was so stressed out. And so I was doing all these things and trying all these methods before I found you and then after I read your blog and I started doing some of your Q&A's I was just like oh I think we just needed to try the the no check method and it was so hard but I finally had the realization that it was more stressful for my daughter for me to be coming in and out and in and out and in and out Mm -hmm. like I was (laughs) instead of like helping her with her true needs I was just easing my own discomfort by going in because I felt guilty and I felt bad yeah but really it was just causing her more stress and prolonging she ended up crying more when I would go in and out for two hours than letting her cry for 20 minutes yeah exactly isn't that amazing like and I think you hit it right on on the head like it's our own insecurities. Like we're so worried about, are they going to be okay? And like, and rightfully so, like we're their parents, like that's our job to worry about them, but we have to try to let that not get in the way of their development. And I think that's a segue to the rest of their lives, because what do I spend the rest of my life doing? Stepping back, letting my children do stuff when I want to, you know, hover and control and, you know, and like, none of that is helpful. And so I, it starts very early, right? It starts with sleeping. It starts with letting your child walk and fall, like get hurt, like all of those things. It starts, it starts very early on and we have to hold ourselves back so we don't get in the way of their development. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's like another big struggle for moms is just letting go of this guilt. Oh, and yeah, that's just going to be a lifelong struggle, oh, honestly, right. even when they're teenagers. Right, because but, once you, once you are able to do it in one area, they just continue to develop and you get to push yourself and figure out how to do it in the next area. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but what I love about you too, is that you do have all these different methods for the moms who may not want to do the no check method. I know you have like the chair method and yeah. you have, I mean, people just need to go to see your blog because there's so many different for options. Sure. Yeah. And when you can I do what you're clients, comfortable with. Yeah. And when I work with clients one-on-one, like I have a blog post about different methods and in my guides, there's always multiple methods to choose from depending on the age of the child. And when I work with clients one-on-one, we often are like creating our own method, like, you know, taking into account your child and yourself and your own, your own circumstances. So when I say there really are a billion ways to actually do this training, there are, there's a lot of different ways. I love that. Okay. Our next question is, so our podcast um, has ties to the scripture in second Timothy It's second Timothy one seven. And it says for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we, Caitlin and I have beliefs and I'm, and I'm sure you do too, but we just have this belief that motherhood is divine and that it is, you know, supported by the divine. And so we're like, we can do this. We don't have to have fear in our motherhood. We can have power and love and a sound mind. We can have all these things. So how has sleep training as like your sleep training, your own kids and how has teaching others about sleep training given you more power or love or a sound mind? in your parenting and motherhood. And I have a few different um, connections, I guess, that I'll share. So the first one, um, going back to my twins, when I was so sleep deprived, it was really hard for me to be there emotionally with my twins. Like I shouldn't have anything to give to them because I was so tired and I was just on the end of my rope in all aspects. If you look at the, um, hierarchy of needs, you'll see like physical needs are at the bottom. Like those are our, that's our foundation. So, you know, food, shelter, and I'm going to throw sleep in there. Like if you're not physically safe then it's going to be very hard for you to focus on the next level or any of the, you know, higher levels. Mm-hmm. And that can include like attachment and love and safety for your child. Yeah. And I saw that with my twins, like hugely. I mean, I still think that they, they trusted me they knew who I was. They, you know, I think we had a good attachment, but I just think it flourished so much more after both of us were getting the sleep that we needed. So, you know, again, anyone who, who thinks sleep training harms is harmful to the relationship. I mean, I couldn't disagree more because I've seen it help. It helps so much, so much in the end. Um, Okay. The other, the other one I have is yeah. <laughs> like excited about this. I'm like, it's such a fun way to connect it to sleep. I would have never done it. No, but, I love it. Um, I think sleep training is empowering in and of itself because you're taking a, a mom who is so exhausted, feeling overwhelmed. She did, she's tried everything. She doesn't know what to do. Right. And you're kind of creating this plan or giving her a plan and that in and of itself builds hope. Right. It's like, okay, it's, it's possible that something can change. I'm going to read this guide and I'm going to see there's a couple things that I can do differently. And like, there's a chance, there's a chance that I might be able to sleep. Um, the other thing that it does is I think we feel, um, hopeless when we 
feel like we don't, there's nothing we can do for ourselves. Like we really feel like there's no movement that I can create here. Right. So when you talk to someone, you're like, oh yeah, these are things that we can do. And like, you start building in like that movement that builds hope. And it's like, okay, I can do this and I can see improvement and things can get better. So I do think, um, yeah, I just think sleep training can be really empowering that way. I absolutely agree. Okay. And then my last one is it's a, it's not the part of the scripture that it's not the power or love or sound mind, but it's actually the spirit of fear that I wanted to talk about. Oh yes. (laughs) If you'll bear with me on this one, I believe that when we shame other parents or when we're feeling shamed, I believe that that is created by a spirit of fear. It is, it's the spirit of fear. And if I, if I'm someone who's coming in and looking at, you know, either of you and how you're raising your family and what you choose to do about sleep, and I'm shaming you for your choices, that comes from a place of insecurity in myself and my own choices, right? I may have made a choice in my family that I'm, I'm honestly insecure about, and I don't know, I don't know if I made the right choice, right? I don't know if I made the right choice for my family. I'm just, I'm, I'm in a place of insecurity. And so I'll shame other people, judge other people because they're not doing it the same as me because that reinforces my decision. It helps me feel better about what I've chosen to do for my family. And so the shaming, all of it stems from this, you know, insecurity or this fear. We shouldn't have to shame parents to sell ourselves on our own parenting choices. I believe when we're insecure in our own parenting, parenting choices, we have to shame other parents to reinforce our decisions. I believe instead, if we can turn to God, if we can let him empower us to find the things that will help or change our situation, then we can stand truly secure in our choices as parents. And we no longer have to shame other people or worry so much about people who are judging us or shaming us. Mm we know, like, we know we did the right thing. I believe that God somehow leads us to what we need, even though sometimes it feels like he takes forever to do that or through means with which we don't, I don't know, we don't understand how we're going to get there. But I do think that he can take us and guide us to what we need eventually. But for some people that could mean, you know, living with a sleepless child for many years and it may not get resolved for a long time. So I don't know. Well, maybe that's helpful. Maybe it's not, but that's, I think that spirit of fear just comes down to that shaming and judging of others. And I think that when we're more secure in ourselves and our decisions and align that with, with God and allow ourselves to be empowered, then we don't have to do that anymore. Oh, I think that is so important and such a good message. And it's so true too, because when we can be confident in ourselves and just let go of what other people think we should be doing or you know this that and the other there's a million things sleep training is one the way you feed your kids the right. if you homeschool or if you vaccinate or i mean time is another one that you say there, oh, <laughs> yes there's so many things that um you can just get this mom shame from and feel this mom guilt but when you when you take control and empower yourself and say you know these are my values and let go of that spirit of fear you can really just be confident in yourself. Uh, and I wish just everybody could do that. Yeah. I know. And I think it's a process. Like even that's part of the purpose of motherhood is to say, 
wow, I don't know. I don't know what my values are. I'm not sure. I'm being pulled in two different directions. And like, the longer you do this, the more you're like, no, this is right for our family. Like, this is what we need for sure. So, yeah. And it's just like an ever growing and ever changing thing. And even as you start to navigate the changes that you're going to make, like, it's okay to make mistakes. I don't want to use the word make mistakes, but it's okay to like, try something and go, oh, that's not going to work. And then try something else. Right. and like, Oh, that's not going to work. But instead of guilting and shaming yourself or just be like, right. oh, I just can't figure it out. Or I'm, I suck. <laughs> like, instead of saying that, just going, it's okay. Like, we can figure this out. I love to tell my moms. Sometimes my moms that I work with will tell me like, oh, I've just been doing it wrong. Like we've been sleeping in this manner and I know I've been doing it wrong and just messing it all up. And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's go back and reframe that. Like you were doing what you knew how to do to survive in that time. Mm -hmm. And now you're ready for a shift. You're ready for change. And so now we're going to work on, on bringing that into you, but you didn't mess up. You didn't do it wrong. You just, you did what you could do with what you had in that moment. And now you're ready to add something else. And so we're going to add that. And we do that in life, no matter what, we're always adding to and trying to grow and develop like wherever we're at, that never stops. That's what I tell myself all the time too, because I struggle so much with my mental health and I can sit here and be upset at myself for, you know, oh, I should be eating better. Or I could be doing this or journaling or yoga or to, you know, to fix myself or whatever. But sometimes I'm like, it's okay to just be in survival mode for a little bit. You know, like some of us, especially in these younger years, you just kind of have to expect that you're going to go through these periods of where you're in like survival mode, just oh, trying yeah. to get through it. And then you'll find a period of time where like, okay, I'm ready to get some energy and I'll try something else, but it's okay to be in survival mode. And God, he knows what he's doing. He's made children so resilient. We were talking about how our kids, they love us more than we love them. Like it's just by natural design and it's because we are (laughs) imperfect and we're, we are learning. And the best thing that you can do is just when you learn something new, do better and do your best. And you're not going to be perfect. And remember, that's the same with other moms, too. They're just doing their best. Right. And I think sometimes we forget that the purpose of a mother is not to have a perfect relationship with my child or to never, never have bumps or to, you know, shield them from all things that are hard. Like, it's not, it feels like that. Like, that's what I want to be able to do. Yeah. But obviously, like, that's not truly helpful for them. Like, yeah, about the pains that I have like an attachment injury. That's what we call it in the ther- therapy world, right? An attachment injury mm-hmm. that we have as a young child. And that's really hard, but it also uh, gives me the opportunity to learn and grow and heal. And that is an experience that you can never, you can't teach someone that. Like you just have to experience and go through it and it shapes us to who we are. So, you know, the perfect life is really not what we're trying to give our kids. <laughs> yeah even though I wish, you know, even though I want to, like, I think that, but it, it has to be deeper than that. Yeah. And I, I believe that we really are, we have the kids that we have for a specific reason that they needed you as a mother and you needed them and their personalities for your children so that you both can become the people that you're meant to be. Yeah. They'll make you grow in certain ways. And hopefully, you know, I can push my kids in certain ways that they need. Yes, absolutely. And love to love them in the ways that they need. <laughs> yeah. I love how this conversation has shifted. We've talked, we were like talking about sleep training and like <laughs> tips on that. And now it's like this like bomb empowering speech for mothers and be like, you can do it. <laughs> and if you're sleeping, then you'll be even better at doing it. <laughs> 
so tell us how people, how moms can get a hold of you. What can they do to, to learn from you? (laughs) So again, my whole goal has been, I want this to be attainable for any person. Like I don't, I don't think anyone should not be able to sleep because they can't afford Mm -hmm. some sleep program. That's hundreds of dollars. Like, I don't think that's fair. So while I do love to work one-on-one with clients and while that is more expensive, I believe that anyone can be successful using my program. So just to kind of outline some of the things that I have there that are more affordable for everyone. I talked about my guides a little bit. Um, My guides are age specific and that's what helps them be short, but they range in price. They start at $32.99 as the most expensive. And then you get to choose your pricing from there. Like, honestly, I give my guides away because I just want moms to be able to sleep. And I hope I'm not spending money on advertising and maybe that's why I can afford to do that. (laughs) But I just want moms to share this. Like if you have a friend that's struggling and she's not sleeping, tell her to just go grab a guide. She can pay $0, she can pay $12. Like she can pay what she can afford to get these guides. Um, Another thing that I have is the $20 DM. That is Mm -hmm. a really affordable way to get one-on-one help for your situation. Obviously it doesn't work for everything, but we try really hard to get what information we can and offer a few suggestions. Um, We do it through Instagram and we have like an intake form and there's a highlight that'll tell you where to spend money, but it's probably one of the most affordable ways to get like one-on-one consultant help without purchasing like a full consultation or something like that. And I've personally used the $20 DM DM before and I'm like, it's kind of this beautiful like emergency call button like the 911 if you like if you if you like feel like you're in a rhythm and then something throws something off and you're like I don't know how I don't know what happened and I don't know what is going on but you need to sleep and I need to sleep so then you hit Marietta up and you Venmo her 20 bucks and then she answers all your questions (laughs) it's super helpful for that also super helpful for like most of the a lot of issues I see are scheduling issues so if your child's already Mm -hmm. trained Scheduling is a big piece of it. And so, you know, shooting me a $20 DM to say, hey, here's what we're doing. What, sh- what could we change? And sometimes that'll that'll fix it pretty easily instead of suffering through that um, on your own. Yeah, perfect. So your Instagram page is called at littledreamers.us. So they can find you there. You also have a website. I think it's just the same, right? It is. It's littledreamers.us. <laughs> Perfect. And I think that's about it. I mean, my email's up there. We're pretty active on DMs. We're not super active on Instagram all the time, but we do we do answer our DMs and we're, we're on there for those who need us. We're just busy with our clients always get us first. So we're helping clients. And if we have time, we'll show up on, on Instagram if we can. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we have listeners from all over the world. I was going to, our podcast is number 21 in this country of Austria. So, so yeah. Austrians, our Austrians, go find Marietta. <laughs> we can go, they can come find you and ask you questions. That would be perfect. But yeah. I've worked with people literally all over the world like that's amazing they're sleeping when I'm awake and we figured out a way to do our check-ins or our text messaging support or whatever so Uh yeah oh I love that well I I absolutely know like when you have sleep you are empowered you love your kids more and you're not losing your damn mind (laughs) as much so I I know I know that's true (laughs) you're always losing a little bit aren't you (laughs) So when I just knew that you'd be perfect for this podcast, um, I just love what you do for moms and how you make it so affordable and attainable for anybody who needs help. So thank you for the good work you're doing to help 
us mamas sleep a little bit better. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Yes. I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to do this. It's honestly a privilege. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to the Mama Retreat Podcast. If you have a friend or family member that needs this message, please share. Join the discussion on Instagram at the.mama.retreat. We can't wait to hear from you.